and welcome to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition, where we aim to maximize your understanding and minimize your need for memorization. Each episode will recap content, skills, and test-taking tips to help you succeed in May. I'm your host, Melanie Kingett, and your recap starts now. Hi, and welcome to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition. Today's episode will recap enthalpy. Let's zoom out. We're in Unit 6, Thermodynamics. Topic 6.6 to 6.8, enthalpy. Our big idea is energy. So far, we have recapped internal energy as well as heat. Now a third player enters the arena, enthalpy. What's going on? What is the meaning of this? Are these all the same? Where is the difference? Yeah, where is it? Deep breath. We've got you. Let's zoom in. Whenever we talk about energy, we're referring to the internal energy, which is defined as the sum of all kinetic and potential energies of the components of the system. Energy can be gained or released in the form of heat or work done on or by the system. In chemistry, the work is pressure times volume. Enthalpy is defined as the internal energy plus the product of pressure and volume. Most of the reactions we are looking at in AP chemistry happen under constant pressure. Therefore, substituting heat and work into the equation, enthalpy is proportional to Q, heat. They are different concepts, but in AP chemistry, you do not have to distinguish between internal energy and enthalpy. Whew, now that we got that out of the way, let's take a closer look. When we discuss the energetics of a chemical reaction in the form of heat, we look at the change of enthalpy between products and reactants. When heat is being released from the system to the surroundings, the value of enthalpy is negative. When heat is being absorbed by the system, the value of enthalpy is positive. That already sounds familiar. We've discussed the terms exothermic and endothermic before. Enthalpy is an extensive property. Remember, extensive properties are properties that depend on the amount of matter. What's the matter? That means the amount of heat released with the combustion of one mole of methane doubles when I combust two moles of methane gas. If I reverse a reaction, then the enthalpy remains equal in size, but with the opposite mathematical sign. For example, if the forward reaction releases 750 kilojoules and therefore is written as negative 750 kilojoules, then the reverse reaction absorbs 750 kilojoules and is written as positive 750 kilojoules. Enthalpy also depends on the state of the reactants and products. If my reaction produces liquid water, it will release more energy than it would produce water vapor because the conversion from liquid water to water vapor takes energy and therefore reduces the amount of heat that is being released. To calculate the change of enthalpy of a chemical reaction and therefore the amount of heat being absorbed or released, we can look at the energy content of the products and the reactants. The difference between those two will be our change in enthalpy. But what happens in between? As we've discussed in our episode about chemical and physical changes, during chemical reaction, bonds are broken, which requires energy, and new bonds are being formed, which releases energy. So, to determine the change in enthalpy, we can use the average bond energies. Bond energies are tabulated values that show us how much energy has to be absorbed to break a bond and how much energy is being released when a new bond forms. As discussed in an earlier episode, this depends on different factors, such as 
bond order, and bond length. To determine the change in enthalpy, we add up the energy it takes to break all the bonds, as well as the energy it releases when the new bonds are formed, and calculate bonds broken minus bonds formed. If the energy released is greater than the energy absorbed, our change in enthalpy has a negative value, and the reaction is exothermic. If the energy absorbed is greater than the energy released, the change in enthalpy is a positive value, indicating an endothermic reaction. If you were to find yourself faced with the opportunity to hunt for buried treasure, and you had the option of either A, going on that treasure hunt with an experienced adventurer and access to the treasure map, or two, winging it and just figure it out as you go. Now, winging it is admittedly very exciting, but the phrase, I'll figure it out as I go, is usually the last thing I say before getting very lost or spending hours digging through the trash for the furniture assembly instructions I said I didn't need. An experienced adventurer and access to the treasure map is probably the smartest option. Now swap out the word treasure map with study guide, adventurer with teacher, and buried treasure with educational aspirations, and... I don't know where I was going with that. But what I do know is that we have study guides, virtual classrooms, and tutoring sessions available now at www.theabsoluterecap.com. Now back to the recap. Another way of calculating the change in enthalpy is using the standard enthalpies of formation, which are tabulated values. These are defined as the enthalpy change for the reaction in which one mole of a compound is made from its constituent elements in their elemental forms. What does that mean? The standard enthalpy of formation tells us that if we are forming one mole of carbon dioxide from its elements, solid carbon and gaseous oxygen at one atmosphere and 25 degrees Celsius, the reaction releases 393.5 kilojoules. The one atmosphere and 25 degrees are the standard conditions. In the calculation itself, the standard enthalpies of elements in their standard states is zero. In our example, the standard state of oxygen is the diatomic oxygen, not ozone, and the standard state of carbon is graphite and not diamond. How does that help us when it comes to the change of enthalpies of a reaction? We can use these values to calculate any reaction by breaking down our reaction into smaller steps. In a first step, we could use the reverse of the enthalpies of formation to convert our reactants into their elements. And in the second step, we could use the standard enthalpies of formation to form our products from the constituent elements. Since we, in most cases, have coefficients, we need to multiply our standard enthalpies of formations by the coefficients. If we now take the difference between the sum of the standard enthalpies of formation of the products minus the sum of the standard enthalpies of formation of the reactants, we get our overall change in enthalpy. But I'm still confused. Still confused? Let's take an example. The combustion of one mole of propane gas with five moles of oxygen to form three moles of carbon dioxide and four moles of water. We have two steps. In step one, we decompose one mole of propane into its elements, three moles of carbon, and four moles of diatomic hydrogen. This is the reverse of the formation of propane and therefore will require 103.85 kilojoules. Oxygen is already an element, so nothing we have to do there. Now we are forming our products. 
First, the formation of three moles of carbon dioxide from three moles of carbon and three moles of diatomic oxygen. According to the standard enthalpies of formation, one mole will release 393.5 kilojoules. So three moles release 1,180.5 kilojoules. The formation of four moles of water from its element releases four times 285.8 kilojoules. To calculate the change in enthalpy, we calculate the sum of the products minus the sum of the reactants. Negative 1,180.5 plus negative 1,143.2 minus negative 103.85 equals negative 2,219.9 kilojoules. As combustions usually are, this is a very exothermic reaction. To recap, in AP chemistry, enthalpy is equivalent to heat. When heat is being released from the system to the surroundings, the value of enthalpy is negative. When heat is being absorbed by the system, the value of enthalpy is positive. Enthalpy is an extensive property and depends on the state of matter. To calculate the change in enthalpy, we can use the bond energies and take the difference between bonds broken and bonds formed. Another approach is using the standard enthalpies of formation and calculating the sum of the standard enthalpies of formation of the products minus the sum of the standard enthalpies of formation of the reactants. Today's question of the day is about calculating enthalpy. What is the law called that allows us to use the sum of enthalpy changes independent of the steps? For the answer to the question of the day, please follow us on Instagram at the absolute recap. That's the A-P-S-O-L-U-T-E recap. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. For updates on episode schedules, study guides, and to contact us with questions and suggestions, please visit our website, theabsoluterecap.com. The Absolute Recap is produced by Brad Kingett with music by Zach Caruso. Today's episode was written by Sarah Rader. Time's up, Bunsen burners off. Thank you for listening to the Absolute Recap Chemistry Edition. AP is a registered trademark of the College Board. Copyright 2020, Absolute Recap, LLC. All rights reserved.